Hi. Sorry I'm late. Um, I am live. Got some questions here. Trying to set it up. Get comfortable. Uh, just age-old problem of setting up the phone. I think I've had it off pat, but I haven't. Hello, good evening. I've got quite a few questions here. I'm going to put them there to look professional. Um, to go through, if anyone's got any questions and they want to post them up live, then please do, and I'll make a note of them and get to them. But we've got, we've got a, quite a few questions here now, um, <laughs> uh, which is great. So... Um, It's gone. Okay. Gone green. Right, let's just go standard features. And um, right, sorry, just trying to put a mask on. Um so questions. So first of all, um um, we've got Hannah's wor Hannah is worried she's had um, breast implants a while ago, wasn't it? It was, when was it? Um, over a year ago, um, I think, and an inverted nipple and worried. There, um, yeah, that's unusual, uh, and, it, and, it's and, you, and you've done the right thing, Hannah, by going to your GP. That's what I would suggest you do. So um, I know we spoke on the phone, was it last week? Um, but I think you've done the right thing going to GP because um, you've got to remember if you've got breast implants in, things happen to your breast whether or not you've got breast implants in and it's, there is a tendency to sort of assign everything to the implants and something like an inverted nipple, especially a new inverted nipple if you like, so the nipple you didn't used to be inverted and now it is, um, is something that needs to be investigated or looked at and uh, the best person to see is your GP is the first port of call because there might be something in the breast causing that it's unlikely the implant is going to be causing that so i think you've done the right thing as ever i'd be more than happy to see you if you want um, uh, to come back to the clinic but i know you live quite far away so i think you've done the right thing going to the gp and i think the gp's um looking into that so i think that's the thing to do any new inverted nipple you need to um go and see a gp and get it checked out um similarly if you have any lumps or oh <laughs> The masks come on. Yes. So um hope you like my mask. <laughs> Don't know how to get it off. Um so I'll just get that there. Sorry about that. I was gonna wonder what those features were. So yeah, any new um inverted nipple or change any lump in the breast. If you have a lump in the breast, you often don't know whether it's the implant or not. So by all means, come see me. If it's the implant, then I'll um, look at it and, and fix it. But the, the, if, if you've got implants and you can still get problems with your breast, like lumps and inverted nipples, and I think you've got a rash as well. So rashes and things like that, they're unlikely to be due to the implant this late down the line. So, um, yep, um, that's that. Um, so um, let, let us keep us keep us posted how you get on. Um, swelling after fillers uh, yeah okay um, so the um, <laughs> I don't do uh, 
I'm quite shocked at that question, uh, actually. Quite shocked me. Um, so, um, as I said to you, I think it's Jean, isn't it? I think who's asked that question. Um, always best to go back. I, I don't know. I, I didn't do the fillers, and I don't. I don't know what fillers you've had. But yes, the answer is there will be swelling after fillers, and then that swelling will settle, and then the result of the filler will be um, uh, a bit more obvious. So sometimes it is a bit more more swollen before it gets less swollen, and then. Um, The important thing with fillers is to know what the filler was. So there's different types of filler, permanent and temporary. Um, permanent fillers, um, well, probably the most common one is fat. Um, so you can have fat, fat grafted, which is a permanent filler. Um, but more commonly, the fillers that come in a syringe are usually, well, I suppose fat comes in a syringe, but it's more of a procedure. <clears throat> the fillers that come off the shelf, like Juvederm and, and what have you. They're usually, they're usually hyaluronic acid. You can get collagen, but they're usually hyaluronic acid, and um, they are um, usually temporary. And so, what I, and they last for different periods of time. So I would say speak to the person who did the fillers and uh, ask them how long it's going to last. And hopefully, this information would have been given to you prior to having the filler. But um, if not, get it now. Um, let me move a bit. Um, okay, less is more, less is more. Yeah, this is something that I've, um, I get asked a lot about, um, people who know about types of surgery where you can have less scarring, usually, uh, the scarless breast reduction um, uh, I've had quite a few questions about over the last few weeks. Um, mini tummy tucks occasionally I get asked about. And the same concept goes for the, sh the face, short scar facelift, mini facelift. People want these procedures and I can understand why. Less downtime, less um, quicker recovery, less cost. But I'd always say that less is not necessarily more because um, less is usually less. So less recovery, less downtime, less, co less cost. Those are all great things, but there's a compromise. You've got to realize there's always a compromise. And the compromise usually comes um, at the cost of the amount of result that you get from it. So um, most of the surgery we do is removing skin, tightening skin, um, like facelifts, tummy tucks, breast lifts. Uh, they're all tightening the skin to try and combat the effects of gravity and try and make us all look youthful again. Um, but um, the more skin you remove, the more scarring you get. And so um, the, 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 the more dramatic the result is. Um, just put my helmet on. That's better. Uh, right, okay, put my visor up. Um, oh, sorry. Um, so, so uh, sorry, I'm just trying out this face feature. I don't know how much you can see of all this, but um, um, so the more scarring, the more of an effect you get. So we're trying to give you less scarring. I would love it to do a scarless breast reduction. I would love to do smaller scars with my tummy tuck. I'd love to not give you a scar around the belly button with the tummy tuck, all these things. But I know that that's going to give you less of a result. At the end of the day, you've got to say why you're having surgery. If you've got a problem, if you've got an issue, then you're having surgery to address that problem. So, oh my goodness. Oh dear, I don't like that. Sorry, I don't like that at all. No, no. Oh God, what was that? Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Um, 
so we've got to have um, surgery to 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 address a problem. Now you could you know on the, the extreme of it, the least scarring is not having any surgery at all, no scarring at all, no complications, no downtime, but obviously no result. So you've got to get the balance between. Uh, you know, getting the appropriate amount of scarring and and the um, the result, the, the 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 level of the result that you want. Um, Polly, are you there, Polly? You said you'd be there. I don't know if you're there. Um, Polly's asked about post-op bra. Um, thanks for your question, Polly. You're clearly not a patient of mine because if you were a patient of mine, then you would know how long to wear the post-op bra for because I give you a post-op instruction sheet and, um, uh, and I give it in the literature that, that uh, I would have given to you. But um, you're asking because you work in a bra shop and you're asking about people coming and saying about getting sized measured for bras. So I normally uh, advise my patients to wear the post-op bra for a month, day and night, um, uh, usually a little bit longer, six weeks if they've got teardrop implants because teardrop implants can rotate so it has to be held in the pocket um, for a little bit longer but having said that I normally also tell people that the swelling doesn't start to settle for about three months but I think it's quite a lot to tell someone to wear their post-op bra for three months so therefore I compromise and I say wear it for a month but there still will be swelling after a month and you're saying that you get people come to your shop after five weeks after breast surgery I do think that is a little bit early there will be a bit of swelling it probably won't change your cup size um, but I do tell people not to go crazy on the bras and I think you work in an expensive bra shop. So um, I'd probably say, look, you know, wait till around three months for things to start to settle. They'll probably be still be settling after that. But if you're going to buy bras, you can buy some if you want at any time. But the swelling might settle. The shape might settle a little bit. And so that might affect the bra size. It might not. But three months is safe. Um, but, the, but specifically with the post-op bra, I tell them to wear it for a month. After the month, a lot of people can't wait to get out of it. Some people um, quite like it and say, can I carry on wearing it? I say, you can wear it as long as you want. Um, so it's up to you whether you wear it or not um, past the month. Not you, Polly, because I know you're not in that category. But if the patients, if you um, if you want to wear it past the month, you can. But I normally say the month is a crucial time really for the, I guess, the worst of the swelling. Michelle, do I do, um, do I pin back ears? Yes, I do. Uh, it's not actually pinning back the ear. I think... Uh, um, some people think you've pin it back to the to the to the head. You don't. It's a question of reshaping the cartilage. It's done with an incision around the back of the ear, um, and the cartilage is reshaped and held back. You have to keep it in a bandage for a week postoperatively, and uh, it depending on the age of the patient, it, it uh, is whether you have it under a general anaesthetic where you put to sleep or you're under, under a local anaesthetic where you stay awake. So if it's in a child. And the minimum age I would consider this in a child is about six years old. I wouldn't do it before then because the child has to really be on board for the surgery. Because if the child's not on board for the surgery, they'll just rip the bandage off and they'll say, what are you doing to me? So you have to, you really want the child to come and say, look, please help me with my, fix my ears. Uh, I know parents get very anxious that their child's going to get bullied and things. I want to get it done before then. But I think it is good practice to wait until the child is actually requesting the treatment themselves so that they can comply with the post-operative regime, which is a, a head bandage for a, um, a week, which is quite a big bulky thing, and then a headband at night for uh, a month after that. 
Um, if it's an adult, you can do it under a local anaesthetic where you stay awake and just have an injections around the back of your ear. Or you can have it general anaesthetic if you want, but it's possible to do it under a local anaesthetic if you're an adult. It does mean lying on the operating table for about an hour. And uh, because it's your ear, you can sort of sometimes hear scrapey noises and things. So sometimes people don't like it, but it's a lot safer to do it under local if you can. So um, it's a discussion we can have. Um, Joanne, a slew of questions. Thank you for that. Um, liposuction, which is the best? Um, I know what you mean. I can't read my writing. What, what's, well, we'll respond. Which areas respond best? Um, good, great question, that. Really good question because you're absolutely right. There are certain areas that respond better to liposuction than others. Um, and the areas that respond well are the hips, uh, the thighs, the outer thighs, particularly not so much the inner thighs, um, uh, the chest, the male chest, like gynecomastia. Think of areas where the skin is thicker because once you remove the fat, the skin tends to recoil. Areas that don't respond quite so well are the inner thighs, the skin's a little bit, uh, the skin's a little bit thinner, doesn't recoil quite so well when the fat's gone, and also the tummy, the central abdomen. A lot of people come wanting liposuction to the tummy, the, the, the central tummy, but it, it's limited in what it can do because you've got to hope that the skin retracts, and if the skin doesn't retract and you get redundant skin there, that can actually look worse than having the, the fat there. So um, that's where a tummy tuck comes in, um, but a tummy tuck, you need to have a sort of significant amount of fat, or, or not fat, skin, redundant skin, um, for a tummy tuck. Liposuction is really good for people who've lost weight. Um, now, I'm going to put my professorial face on. Liposuction is really good for people who've lost weight and who've got resistant areas of fat that they can't get rid of. That's really, that's what the professor says. And um, uh, it is not a weight loss procedure. It is, um, once you've lost the weight, certain areas, if they don't respond to um, to the weight loss, that's when you need liposuction. People who come and say, how much liposuction can you do? How much weight can I lose? Those are not good candidates for liposuction. It is not a weight loss procedure. It's not something to be done globally um, uh, all over the body. It's just for areas, the resistance to uh, to weight loss. Um, sorry, that's what the professor says. And um, and so, yeah, so uh, hips, thighs, outer thighs, uh, chest, those are the areas that are good. And, and any localised areas of fat deposits, sometimes people around the knees sometimes get um, localised areas of fat deposits. Anywhere that's localised, that's just not shifting. Um, how long the scars fade after abdominoplasty varies, um, and I've got people who've taken many, many months for it to fade. As a general rule, the scars after abdominoplasty is the same for any part of the body. Three months for things start to fade, um, six, 12, maybe even 18 months for it to really properly fade. I've got someone who's take, some people who take over a year uh, for the scars to fade. It can take a long time for those scars to fade. In the meantime, while the scars are fading, you can massage them with cream. That can help that redness to settle, and it can help it. They often feel a bit firm while they're while they're um, while they're settling. So it, it, uh, the, the massage can help that to uh, soften and it help the redness to, to fade. Um, it doesn't really matter what you use. Bio oil. A lot of people rate vitamin E, aloe vera, Nivea. A moisturiser that you use for your hands, if you use something for your hands, just something to moisturise. It's more the massage than the actual um, cream that you use, but it can take a good, a, a long time, is the answer to that. Um, 
some I have some patients who've had scars that take a long time, particularly if they're quite raised. And there are some sort of silicone type dressings that you can use, things like Kelocoat, K-E-L-O dash C-O-T-E, Sil Gel, Dermatix, um, there's a few, um, Sika Care, C-I-C-A-C-A-R-E. There's a few trade names. They're all trade names of silicone um, gel or gel or sheets. You can get them in Boots or other chemists. Uh, you can get them in the chemist. And they're marketed as scar reduction um, ointments or sheets. And they're particularly good if the scar is quite red and raised. Most scars will fade whatever you do. They are quite expensive, the silicone, and they can be a bit, you know, a, bit of a nuisance to have to wear them all the time. So... Um, but that's something you can consider if the scar is taking a long time to fade, maybe some silicone uh, scar reduction gel or sheet. Uh, can liposuction be done as a day case? Yes, it can. Uh, quite common for liposuction to be done as a day case. It depends on the volume of liposuction. It depends on how much liposuction you're doing. Um, you've got to be a little bit careful if you're doing a lot of liposuction. Because if you're doing a lot of liposuction, if you remove, when you do liposuction, you inject fluid in to um, reduce the bleeding and help with the the uh, pain um, and then you then you um, liposuck it all out um, and there can be fluid shifts within your body which means that fluid when you've done liposuction you often get quite a lot of swelling because it's quite traumatic and that swelling comes from fluid that was in the blood vessels and the blood the fluid from the blood vessels comes out of the blood vessels into the space where you've done the liposuction if it's just a small area it doesn't matter if you've done loads of liposuction by loads of liposuction i mean around five liters five liters of liposuction is considered a lot of liposuction so if you're getting up to that sort of level of liposuction so several liters of liposuction then you're going to get quite a lot of fluid that's going to go from your blood vessels into the space where the liposuction has been done causing swelling but also reducing the amount of fluid in your blood vessels and so it's going to reduce your ability to pump pump blood around your body and you faint basically <laughs> or you feel faint or you feel woozy and you it's not very safe so if you're doing massive liposuction, you should really have a drip and you should have fluid replaced into the drip. And that would obviously mean staying in hospital. You don't have that at home. So for massive liposuction, I would advise you need to stay in hospital at least overnight. Uh, for small areas of liposuction, um, then it's absolutely fine to go home the same day. Just keep hydrated, drink plenty of water and what have you. But, um, it, it, you shouldn't, but again, this is something you need to, to do on a case-by-case -case basis. But in, principle liposuction is fine to be done as a day case um taryn right exercise after after pocket revision surgery um yeah um the i guess i'm just trying to think if the principles are any different for pocket revision surgery than sort of any any other sort of surgery um Pocket revision surgery, what I've done there is I've put some quite deep sutures, quite long-lasting sutures, and what I've also done is I've done it, it it's obviously important, I know why I know, I know why you're asking the question, because the whole point of the surgery is to, is to make the pocket, the, the pocket in which the breast implant is, is in a better fit. And what I've done is I've used interrupted sutures, um, which are dissolvable, but they take a long time to dissolve, and I've done them in an inter interrupted fashion. Um, which means deep inside the breast pocket, I've put individual sutures rather than a running suture. And that means that I've done lots of knots so that if one knot fails, 
each suture has got a knot. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm making myself clear. If you do an over and over, if you do a running stitch and the knot at one end fails, the whole thing unravels. So when I'm doing a pocket revision, I tend to put interrupted sutures so that it doesn't rely on one knot. Um, and so it's pretty robust, the, the, um, the, the surgery, but it will take several months for that to scar down. And by that time, the, start, the sutures will have started to dissolve. Um, having said that, I don't think you necessarily need to, um, you don't necessarily need to um, be too worried about things. And I think the advice is the same as if you're having something like a tummy tuck or some other sort of surgery that relies on breast reduction, breast, breast lift, that relies on sutures to sort of um, hold things in their place. Um, and you're saying hit classes hit i don't know what hit high impact training is it i don't know i don't even know what that is uh doesn't sound at all good i don't know why anyone want to do high impact training but you know to each his own and if you want to do hit classes i'm assuming you don't hit people um high impact i'm, I'm guessing on that one uh, but um hit classes six weeks post surgery yeah, six weeks. So you are six weeks. So around six weeks, I say you can start to get back into things. Um, and um, by that, that, that's the sort of advice I say to everybody. Around six weeks, you can start getting back into everything. And everybody's different. So don't take my advice and say, look, the doc, he's, he said, I thought it was double I. Oh, it is double I. Okay, so that's obviously a thing then. High intensity interval training thanks Kate um, I can only imagine what that is um, and to be quite frank that has shocked me <laughs> sorry get that off oh god I can't get it off right um, um, so um, so six weeks you can start getting back into things whether it be high impact in high intensity interval training or whether it be um, any sort of exercise, jogging, running, anything like that. After six weeks, you can start getting back into things. But as I say, I say that to everybody. So listen to your body. And if it's uncomfortable, if it starts to swell, if it's, you know, if it hurts, your body knows better than me, you know. So if, you, if it hurts and it's uncomfortable, then um, back off. Obviously, wear, wear a supportive bra, like a, like a sports bra or the post-op bra that you, you have. Um, but if you can start getting back into things, what I would have, a lot of people, in fact, I've had this a lot recently, people saying they want to get back into spinning. Spinning seems to be the same thing. Now I say, look, you can get back, either go to the gym and have a go on the exercise bike, but don't do one of those spinning classes because I've seen what they're like in those spinning classes and they go crazy. So although you say, oh, I can just sit at the back and things, I think there'll be a, if you do a class, then I think there is a um, tendency to want to sort of go for it and give it, you know, a lot of, effort and even if it is a bit uncomfortable you push through i guess that's the point of doing a class i can only imagine um but um so don't do a class don't do classes start by going to the gym on your own or well you don't have to go on your own you can go with a friend but um don't go as a group with a class because you'll feel like you have to keep going and i think it will as well it will be uncomfortable i don't think you're going to do any damage at this this stage famous last words you shouldn't do any damage at six weeks as long as you're sensible and you stop when you're when it's uncomfortable. But what you will do if you overdo it and you do a hit, a hit class, um, 
or what you might do is it might swell and then it'll take longer for it to settle. So you'd have been better off not doing it. And if you left it off a couple of more weeks, then you could have done a hit class and it wouldn't have swelled so much. Whereas if you do one now and it swells a lot, it's going to take another month for it to you know settle down and it's just set you back, if that makes sense. So it's a false economy, basically, to go back too soon. Go back to the gym. Don't do a class. Just do whatever you would do in the class on your own quietly. See how you feel. If it feels comfortable, then it's fine. If it doesn't feel comfortable, back off. Leave it a couple more weeks. But six weeks is... Um, is, is when you start, I would say you can start doing hit draining or any other sort of exercise for pocket revision surgery or indeed for any sort of um, surgery. Well, any, yeah, tummy tucks, mastopexies, anything, because they're all tight and they're uncomfortable, well, not uncomfortable, it's but under tension. So um, I'm just going to, um, I'm, that, that, I had a lot to get through there. I don't know if I've gone through it all too quickly. I hope not. Um, just going to try a few more of these before we finish. Um, this looks like a fox, so um, let's see what the fox looks like. Oh no, not that at all. Um, that's horrible. I think the first one was the best one. Um, so if if you've got any questions, by all means do let me know, and I'll answer them. If you want to post them on Facebook, post them on. Please do. If you want to be anonymous, email Laura, and she will. Um, and just say you don't want me to mention your name. Um, so um, uh, I don't have to mention your name if, if you don't want me to. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Last one. Oh, no, second to last one. Um, so, yes, any questions, please do um, post away. And um, I will ask them 7 o'clock next week, right here. Oh, no. Oh, dear, no. Um, and um, thank you very much for the questions uh, tonight. It really helped me out with those um, with those questions, and um, I hope that's been useful. I'm going to sign out now, and um, I will see you soon. And my sign out button is just going to be quite close here. So I'm just going to sign out.